0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Pinelli, and alongside me, as always, are my two good friends, Ray Volo and DeMontobano. Fellas, how are we feeling? Part two of our NFL preview. Fucking love it, man.
1: Back-to-back days. Let's get on to a grind, boys. Let's get it.
0: Love it. So we're doing part two of the NFL preview, where we're picking our division winners, giving our best over-unders in each division, and then we'll give you our my guys from the offensive and defensive side of the ball in each conference um we just finished up our afc podcast we will be moving on to the nfc so we're going to start right at the top with the nfc east and we got ray to start us ray give us your winner in the nfc east
1: uh yeah i know i mean i know yesterday i said that the uh, afc east may be the worst division in football this is right up there with it the east coast (laughs) fucking blows uh i'm going the boys to win though um i think that their offense is going to be dynamic again as always and on defense, I mean, Michael Parsons, I'm really int- intrigued to see how they're going to use him year two. Uh, I just think that they're the best of the bunch. I'm not sold on the Eagles. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I know we got a low-key Eagles fan in here, but uh, yeah. So that's going the boys, boys.
0: The boys for Ray. Dean, who do you got to win the NFC East?
2: I'm going to go against Ray here. This one's really easy for me, especially especially since Tyron Smith's brutal injury, and it's got to be those Eagles, baby. Got to be uh the city. Fly Eagles, Eagles fly. <laughs> and I'm not do and I'm not doing that because I think eighty percent of our uh, viewership are Eagles fans. But hey, I've been a big hurts guy since the beginning, and I think he's primed to take a big leap. And I know this sounds crazy, but I think at the end of this year, he'll be regarded as a top twelve QB in the league. He has the best O-line in football, and he added, well, he added, the Eagles added a top-five wide receiver in football, in my opinion, especially just based off talent. And Hertz is going to make it impossible for Nick Siriani to, you know, do what he did last year and do 55% running, uh, you know, 55% rushing, 45% passing, and they're going to go back to a pass-first offense that they did, and they did very efficiently at the beginning of the season before Hertz got hurt. So, I mean, and on top of that, their defense has the potential to be silly, honestly. They're, they're going to dominate the trenches on both sides of the bowl. They have the best trenches in the league. And I would not be sticking true to the between-two-tackles brand if I did not take that to win the worst division in football.
0: Dean, I am with you. I'm all in on the, on the Philadelphia Talker. Eagles. Uh, <laughs> I just think – the Dallas Cowboys time in the, in this division is, is starting to close. Um, and I think Philly's on the way up. I mean, you said it best offensive line in football and in the back half of that season last year, they really found their identity running the football. Um, I think they're a power, power running offense. Um, and AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are really going to open it up, um, for Jalen hurts and company. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball, Hassan Reddick really underrated signing for them getting off the edge. Um, and also, they brought in James Bradbury for basically nothing, and they needed another cornerback opposite Darius Slay, big time. Jordan Davis, the Kobe Dean in the draft, big culture guys to add to an already existing culture of toughness and violence um, in this Eagles locker room. I really like the Eagles um, to make the playoffs to win this division. And uh, if we're going to keep it going, I'm taking them overnight and a half uh, as that. my best bet in this division. Oh, Ray, what, what, my... what, do you, what say you, Ray? Yo, yo, Saul, what say hey, you? Yo,
1: Saul, I don't know if you need to have a napkin handy, but like get some spit on your chin, boy. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, go. Clean, that shit up. Clean that shit up, man. Oh, my Straight God. Your chin, boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to change mine then. Should I go next? Don't change it. Why you Dean's always changing shit.
0: Yeah, I hate when Dean changes shit. But Ray's no, no, no. no. I'm
1: changing
2: it to. I'm. I like both. I like both. I was gonna do over for the Eagles, but I'm gonna take something which is probably not the current line. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. What you sent, the link you sent was current, right? It was current. Awesome, fantastic. Uh, Because I do not have money on this yet, but I will be if this is the actual line today, and that's gonna be under ten and a half for them boys. And this is going to be by far the worst offensive line that Dak has had and that the Cowboys have had in, frankly, seven, eight, you know, seven years, six, seven years. And I think that that's going to be that's going to speak really bad efficiency wise across the board for that offense. Zeke is his best days are gone. I'm a huge Tony Pollard fan. Does that mean he's going to be used correctly and used enough to warrant uh, how fucking good he plays? Probably not. Um, and then that defense is solid, but Diggs is fucking overrated. The most overrated corner in the league. He gets destroyed all the time. I don't give a fuck if he has 20 picks. Um, he has to have 20 picks to really make up for how many fucking touchdowns and how many times he gets burned. So give me under 10 and a half, and that's the easiest bet I'll make all day.
0: Love it, Dean. Yeah, Dean. Yeah, Dean. Everybody hey. up.
2: Everybody the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> I know. All right, right.
1: I know Tyron Smith got hurt, but like they're in talks right now to get Chuma Adoga five star recruit out of high school. So <laughs> let's put some respect in the Cowboys offensive line. Okay?
2: Oh, they're probably pissed that they missed out on Dwayne Brown sweepstakes. They could have had, a, they probably would have had a really good shot at him.
1: Go Jay. There's there still some tackles out there, surprisingly. that feel There like are a few. They'll, they'll be able to sign a veteran or trade, maybe Leatherwood. I mean, they need a left tackle, but I digress. Um, I'm going, I, yesterday I picked under for the Finns, Finns down. Both Nick's are going to be pissed. I'm going under seven and a half for the Giants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those Let's who go.
2: don't know, uh, we have two friends named Nick. One's an Eagle. One, one my apologize. One's a Giant fan, and one is a uh, also a Giant fan. But well, yeah, one's a Favs fan. Yeah, but yeah. he somehow owns Dolphins jerseys and says he's a Dolphins fan sometimes.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, just a new organizational structure coming in. They don't have their quarterback. I think this is a clear like evaluation year, and seven and a half is just too high for my liking. Um, I think they're kind of weak on both interiors, to be honest with you. Their interior offensive line still needs a lot of work. Danny, Danny Nichols fucking blows, and uh, yeah, so I'm going to go under seven and a half, and I'm putting one unit on that one.
0: Like that. I might join you there. So we're going to move on to the NFC North, a division that has been dominated by the Green Bay Packers over the last decade. Um, but maybe tides are turning. Who knows? Uh, Ray, give me your winner uh, for the NFC North.
1: Skull, baby. Let's go fucking Vikings. Go going oh, Vikings I winning the North. Goal! Skull. Um, I hate agreeing with Ray. You got O'Connell coming in, that new offensive system. They have And they have the pieces. This should be... Uh, dynamic to say the least. Uh, they have one of the most underrated um, edge duos in the league. And it's Darius Smith and Daniel Hunter. If they can stay healthy and they add a lot of uh, athleticism to that secondary with Lewis scene and Andrew Booth. Uh, I really like, I think they're on the up. They're on the up and up green Bay lost some talent. I mean, Green Bay still going to green Bay. So I wouldn't be overly shocked, but uh, I do think the Vikings are a very underrated team. Kirk captain Kirk's my boy. Uh, Over, oh, no, that's a fucking spoiler alert, but, yes, winning the division.
0: Like it. Dean, it seemed like you were in agreement with Ray. You also go in school?
2: Yeah, I'm kind of pissed, but honestly, I'll just boil it down to this. History will repeat itself. Another young, some would say even hot, McVay disciple is going to step into a head coaching job. Definitely hot. Show immediate competence. And just elevate that ball club to the next level in his first year. And that's going to be Skull, baby. And I'm obviously talking about Kevin O'Connell, former Super Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator in L.A. and now the new head coach down in Minnesota. Um, Let's just say if I was in the NFC. Former Jets quarterback, too. Yes, former Jets quarterback, most importantly. Uh, Did I not say that? I apologize. But I genuinely feel bad um, for the NFC North because I would be fearing for what that offensive talent is going to do in finally a new age offense. That's not under Mike Zimmer since, what, 2012, like about 10 years. And, yeah, it's going to be nasty. Uh, J. Jeff might have 9,000 yards and 27 touchdowns. And Thielen might have 50 touchdowns and, like, 400 yards. But he'll have, like, 50 touchdowns. So.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's scary to say because Aaron Rodgers has dominated this division for so long, but we'll make this a clean sweep, fellas. I also have the Minnesota Vikings winning this division. Um, just to reiterate, like you guys said, Kevin O'Connell offense, I think it's really going to open it up for Kirk, um, who I'm not the biggest fan of, but I do think in this offense, gives him easy looks um, with Jefferson, with Thielen, with Dalvin Cook hard to be bad with weapons like that uh i do worry a little bit about their secondary if they did enough um didn't really do too much in free agency but drafting lewis and, and andrew booth maybe that's enough but bottom five in passing yards allowed and bottom third in the league in passing touchdowns allowed last year so big area of concern for this team um i really do think this just comes down to how aaron Rodgers fares without Devonta Adams, without a true number one. Because um, if he can get something figured out with Lazard or, or Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson or f- may I say Sammy Watkins, or can we bleep that out? Bleep that out. <laughs> bleep that out. If, he, if he can figure it out with one of these wide receivers and they get their offense going, I um, do think it's hard to overtake Aaron Rodgers. But I'm taking Minnesota um, as my division winner in the NFC North. So we'll move to our over-unders for this division. Ray, what do you like in the NFC North?
1: I'm gonna I mean I spoiled it a little bit before. I'm going over Vikings over nine and a half Spoilers. Wins. Uh I think I have I have them going ten and seven. They get to play, like I said before, the two weakest divisions in football, AFC East and NFC East. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna, I have them going ten and seven, winning the division by the skin of their teeth, and uh maybe getting another playoff win for Captain Kirk, you know, make my uh him over RG three prediction look a little better.
0: Like it, like it, Dean. What do you got here? I mean, that,
1: that, is that even a debate? It's not a debate. People, but still, I, people are still debating. I still, I still. Okay, people are still I, debating. Okay, my, my, my prediction was a uh, playoff win so I need some more playoff wins.
2: Okay, okay, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you, Roger, Roger. Um, damn. Uh, again, I'm pretty upset. I I really don't want to. Um just be boring and harp on that again I love that bet so fucking much, but I'm going to change it because I'm Dean and I change everything. Um, I'm not con- convinced in my ways whatsoever. Fuck it. I'm going to go under six and a half for the Chi town bears, baby. Um, I-, I think you could easily see a-, a decent leap from Justin Fields, which would be the best case scenario for the bears. And they still win like four. Maybe even three games. The O line is fucking atrocious, and just like Ray said with the Giants, I think this is going to be an evaluation year. Not not more so for the for the QB situation, but more so at just wide receivers, the O line, and a few of the a uh, few of the uh, defensive uh, units. And then they're going to move on from there. Who knows? Maybe even Fields is horrible. Um, but I, I think it will be solid, but I still think that that getting over six and a half would be wild, in my opinion. I'm still shocked it is six and a half. Um, and the Lions, I mean, they play them twice, but Lions are going to be tough. So g- give me under six and a half for him.
1: Yeah, love my- I, I love that. Yeah, I like that. too. I love my boy Fields, but what they've done to set him up is borderline criminal. Oh, my God. Uh, exactly. I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone after this year. They just ship him off and they restart because it doesn't seem like they have any interest in uh, building around him. I still
2: I, I genuinely think even though it's going to be abysmal, he's going to be running around for his life just like he did last year. Might do a, a little bit better getting it to, you know, Donald Mo- Mooney is not bad. And Cole Komet might just get pepper with targets and be solid. But it's just not going to add up. It really isn't. They're probably just gonna run the ball them with David Montgomery. It's gonna be I, I I agree. It's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be rough.
0: Yeah, so for everybody who's listened to this podcast, everybody knows I'm a huge Dan Campbell guy. I'm a huge Detroit Lions guy. And we're going over six and a half for the Detroit Lions. This is the classic hard knocks bump too. <laughs> um but Dan Campbell has really turned this team around. Um, I really like what they've done um, this off season, especially adding Aiden Hutchinson and Jamison Williams. Obviously, probably won't play too much this season, um, but for the future, I do really like what they've done. Um, really like their weapons. They have a sneaky good offense. They have a top they really five. Do. They have really a top good. five offensive line. Swift Jamal Williams is a great one too. I'm on Ross Saint Brown. Chark is going to get in the mix. TJ Hawkinson, they have some sneaky, good weapons. And I still kind of believe in Jared Goff that he can win you enough playoff games, uh, win you enough games to possibly make a late playoff run. I don't think it happens this year, um, but I think they do have a good season. And like Ray said, they get the AFC East and the NFC East. um, But Detroit also gets games um, against Seattle. They get games against Jacksonville and Carolina. Um, outside of, of those two divisions. Um, so I'm slamming this bet, honestly. This might be like a 10-unit bet for me. Over six and a half for the Detroit Lions. Huge turnaround coming in 2022.
1: Going to my prep for this segment, I really did want to take that, but seven wins is so fucking many, dude, for this team. That is, a, is that it? is a lot, and I think exactly seven like wins with the Bears. How the fuck are they expected to get seven wins? When was the last time the Jets won seven games? I couldn't even fucking tell you. Gase's second first year, second year, right? Yeah. Like, right? Today's NFC day, right? I'm just saying, like seven wins is like a lot. It is. A, it is a lot. It Really
2: is even even in a 17 game schedule. It's but less I, than 17. But games. I, but I digress.
0: Um, I'm still slamming this bet. I really think the uh, I think the lines are going to be. Uh, Very soft. I mean, even in a lot of games they lost last year, they were always playing tough in those games. They were in a lot of close games. Um, So if you could just flip the script a little bit, um, you know, you might see seven, eight wins. All right. So we'll move on to the NFC South uh, where Uncle Tom has dominated this division for the last few years since he moved over. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think
1: you need to choose another uh, relative name. Uncle Tom. Yeah, that's a little tough, yeah. bro. It is tough. <laughs> Might get canceled for that one. Yeah,
0: we move on. Uh, Dean, give me your winner for the NFC South.
1: Why is Ray dying? UK, Ray? Yeah, I started chuckling and my cough came back, so I had to mute myself for a little nice, bit. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah.
2: those who don't know, the boys minus me are, are, are fucking deathly sick. But, you know, all we, we're fucking devoted to giving you guys the uh, – the best entertainment in the biz. So um, thanks. Thanks sauce. Thanks Ray uh, for still doing this. Uh, so anyway, my, my winner. Um, I mean, this isn't really going to be a debate. I know for a fact, there's going to be a three-way sweep. Uh, it's just going to be Tom and the bucks. That's it. Uh, probably a top three team on paper without, it, if you were to take out quarterbacks and then you fucking add the best quarterback of probably all time. Um, and obviously Tom Brady I mean, it's a no-brainer. They're probably going to win this division by three to four wins. So just like they
1: did last year. So the Buccaneers.
0: Right. What say you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I went with the Bucks. This division's just weak too. It's another weaker division. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Saints can uh, put some wins together. I don't know. Panthers. I think. I mean, I don't know. I, I went with the Bucks too. Their offensive of the line scares me. They're a little banged up on the O line. Which, that is is con- true. which is very concerning to be honest with you with Tom Brady back there. But I still think, I mean, you can't bet against uh, the goat.
0: Yeah. And I'm not going to either. I also have Tampa Bay winning this division. Um, the division sucks. And even with this offensive line being depleted I'll never bet against Tom Brady. And I mean, we harped on it in season one of this podcast, but the fact that they were able to retain every everybody basically and not lose anybody off this team, um, Godwin and Carlton Davis being the names I'm I'm thinking of. Whitehead. Um, and outside of Jordan Whitehead. Let's go Jets. Um, but this team's too good. It's got Tom Brady taking Tampa Bay. Uh, Dean, let's talk over-unders in the NFC South. Who do you like?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, this one was actually surprisingly tough. I think Vegas got this one on the head. This was a tough um, division. Yeah, I'm just going to go down the line and kind of talk my, uh, you know, talk really quick of my thought process like bucks out the gate gate 11 and a half you know they had 13 wins last year but like grace said there's definitely a little bit of problems on that old line which is going to be a little bit scary when you have tom back there as well as just a ton of wide receiver you know i mean they have three wide receivers that are are currently hurt or will be hurt between julio mike evans and chris godwin that's got to be a little bit troublesome um for the saints you got eight and a half I mean, that's also really, really hard to win 9 um, not entirely sure. That one's a bit tough. For the Panthers, six and a half. It seems a bit high. Um, but, you know, I am a Jet fan and I own um, a $1,500, well, used to be $1,500 uh, Sam Darnold rookie card. So I'm holding out hope. So I'm not going to fade that. Uh, but then I look at the Falcons. I, look, I see four and a half. It's tied with the lowest with the te- with the Texans. And I did take over on the Texans.
1: Hey,
0: can you
2: just
1: fucking say I'm your? Gonna bed, take
2: please. Over, <laughs> I'm take over.
1: I'm going to take over on the Falcons. God this damn is, it! This is like a kid who no. This is like a kid who had like a book report due, and instead of reading the book before, he starts reading like the first chapter in there. Yeah, yeah. and then. I told the you chapter. I was
2: doing this part from the hip, boys. I don't, I don't know what you want. I, I'll do it from the groin next time for you. I for
0: wish me. I, uh, you know. Season three will be a little more uh, financially established with the podcast, and don't have a soundboard. I would have played you off fucking six minutes ago, but uh,
1: <laughs> oh, we should have saw our faces. I was we we had no idea what was going on because, to be honest, oh, man, I, I, don't hardest, know, not, I don't even I know. I don't even know what. Bet you hardest
2: t- to. not to look at your face at all times. You're actually blurred out on my screen because I, I I can't bear to watch it. <laughs> all right, we'll move we on to a ra-
1: boner in the middle of the fucking show.
2: Oh, right. fuck off! We'll move on to Ray. We're gonna we're over four and a half for the Falcons. And I could see this team actually producing a ton of points in that Arthur Smith offense. And, you know, he's very comfortable Mariota who had the number one QB rating in preseason. I don't know how, but he did. Um, And I think there's a possibility that they, they take a few and maybe get five or six wins.
0: Sure. Um. Lost my train of thought and that stupidity, but uh we'll move on to Ray. Ray, what do you got?
1: <laughs> Before I go, I mean, that sure was like probably the perfect like response to that whole fucking debacle. I that was just dude,
2: it's a fucking hard division to pick one for.
1: I disagree. I'm going two unis on this bitch. Panthers okay. over Panthers over six and a half. Lock really okay. Up.
2: Oh my god Because you could you suck Baker's cock. I totally not even just cock.
1: Baker. I got my two boys, Rule and Baker. I think that office has a lot of talent.
2: Mm-hmm. Baker's
1: healthy an improved offensive line with Equanu, Bozeman, and Corbett. They got the um AFC North, which is a little th- and the NFC West, which is a really tough draw, actually. Um but I'm pretty sure they, oh, no, they didn't come in the last. Did they come in last in that division? Yeah, they came in last yes. in that division, so they got some of the other bottom feeders there. Uh I have them winning seven games. I think that offense just is good enough to uh squeak them out in the uh rough division. Seven and ten.
0: Like it. I actually uh I might bet on that, too. You, t- you kind of talked me into that. Um, but for our purposes here, and I hate that I'm doing this after that fucking rant, but I'm also taking over four and a half for the Falcons. He shoots, he scores, Joe. Um, this team fell into seven wins last year. This team was pathetic last year, and they still won seven games. Um, this Arthur Smith system slows it down. They're going to play at their pace. I do think Mariota and possibly a combination of Ritter at some point in the season. Cause Ritter has looked good in preseason. Yeah. Um, I think he may get some, some opportunity this year. Mm-hmm. I think they can easily win five games and AJ Terrell and Casey Hayward might be the best cornerback duo in the league. Um, and if this, this offensive line can play marginally better, cause they were miserable last year. Um, I think they can do it. I think over four and a half for the Falcons. Is where I roll in the NFC South.
2: Also, don't sleep on Drake London, who's going to be a stud, and then obviously Kyle Pitts, the unicorn. Hey, they got some shit there. Yeah, we'll see. Can you name another
1: receiver besides those two?
2: Of course, Uh, fucking uh, I can. I can. Zacchaeus is still
0: there, no? Zacchaeus is still there, and they also they traded for Brian Edwards. He'll be their third. Oh, uh, Brian um,
2: Edwards. Oh, I have an insane Brian Edwards card as well.
0: <laughs> Love that. So we'll move on to our final division here. Um, the NFC West, where the champion Los Angeles Rams live. Uh Ray, who you got winning this division?
1: Uh you said it. I got the ramses Um, that offense is just a fucking well-oiled machine, big Stafford guy. Cooper Cup, I, and I also think Alan Robinson is a great addition. I mean, I'm not even a big Alan Robinson fan, but I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really good uh, fit for them. So yeah, I got them uh, taking it. I think the division has gotten a little weaker over the past couple of years too. So I think that also helps. And uh, I mean. I guess we don't know. Is Aaron Donald uh, going to jail or something? Anyone knows? Uh, they said it was. Uh,
0: it's preseason, so it doesn't. Or it's training camp, so it doesn't matter.
1: That's fucking. Well, that's, that's actually that. legitimately insane. Basically, legitimately one of the most insane things ever. But yeah, it's not like uh, it's not like he
2: hasn't. He's not like, he's not like that. He's been that player for years. Yeah, no. But Just the, fact the that best. Like, he's the best. He's
1: the best. So the fact that they can't discipline him for doing that, like, it's kind of wild.
0: I think they said because it's. Uh, a training camp, it's it's uh like up to the, it's like team discretion.
1: Yeah, what the fuck does team gonna do? And like
0: the, the yeah, like the Rams <laughs> are gonna suspend Aaron <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That
0: would
2: be
1: actually hilarious. Legit, like
0: word and like word yeah. Goodell. They should yeah.
1: honestly, they shouldn't even have even said that. It's like, they look like such fucking fools. <laughs> it's absurd.
0: Um Dean, you also rolling with the Rams here. I know this is your team.
2: Yeah, you kidding me? Sean McVay, Sean McVay could do anything he wants to me. I'm not talking sex, just sexually, folks. I'm talking about anything. Sean McVay is a god amongst men, and uh, he's going to fucking trot this team out, and it's going to win the division again and still have a real good shot at the, uh, you know, God willing on Stafford's elbow. I know it has no structural damage, but it is, you know, worthy enough to bring up that it's been bothering him, a lot of discomfort, and – Nothing could happen and everything goes smoothly, but there is a chance that if that doesn't happen, I think they have another decent shot to make it all the way. Um, You know, it's very hard to do in this league, but definitely a shot.
1: No, I've been told I look like a young Sean McVay on many, many occasions.
0: Yeah, sure.
2: Oh my God. You, you must've been walking around a deaf school.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was a blind school, but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a blind school.
1: My bad, my bad. Sure. That was absolutely insane. Right. I said deaf school because because they – never mind. Keep going. Okay. Take the short bus, Dean. Run yeah.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, I'm I'm taking the Rams. I don't know. I'm taking the Rams. They won the Super Bowl last year. If Stafford's fully healthy, they're going to win this division. Um, let's talk over-unders in the NFC West. Ray, what do you like here?
1: Uh, I feel like you guys – I'm going to be unique in this one. I'm going 49ers under nine and a half wins. I am going to be betting against Trey Lance, the first year starter, Uh, the whole Debo saga in the off season, like bitching and moaning. That's kind of like a red flag. No people talking up Brandon. Ayuk, but that guy stinks. Uh, (laughs) He has some some turnover on the offensive, like scheme and whatnot. So yeah, I'm going under. (laughs)
2: That's just a gut call too.
0: Yeah. Dean, what do you got here?
2: Oh, Okay. I love mine. I love that. He said that I am fading. Everything Ray just said I'm going over nine and a half for the 49ers. I think I personally love the Patrick Mahomes treatment of Trey Lance. And I know he was heard to be abysmal in uh, last year's training camp, but in a lot of their joint practices this year, he was looking awesome. I know he didn't look great in his last preseason showing. That means nothing to me. I think Debo Samuel is the best weapon in football, period. Uh, their O-line is fucking nasty. And just like I said about the Bucks, this team, if you were to say minus a quarterback, in my opinion, is the best or second best roster in the league. And I think Trey Lance is going to come out. He's going to probably get some growing pains in the first few weeks. But when it comes down to it, I think that this is a 10-win 10 10 win to 11-win team.
1: Uh, before you jump in, Sauce, I should have two things I need to say. One, Dean. One, Dean just said that preseason doesn't matter when he's been quoting preseason stats and highlights legitimately the entire night, joking about. Uh, two, they just officially announced that Jimmy G is sticking around. I think that is a terrible position for a young quarterback to be in, where they're gonna just let the uh, incumbent who brought them to the NFC Championship game, and they probably should have went to the Super Bowl. Uh, they're just going to let him be a backup for a rookie. What happens if he struggles? I think that is a terrible situation to be in.
2: Well, right. I'll spell it out for you. They did that because <laughs> legit, no one would even give a five-layer a five layer fucking burrito from Taco Bell for Jimmy G. So they weren't just, you know, that they, they have now. Instead, now they have one of the best backups, if not the best backup in the league. So I think it was a good idea by them. And they have said thousands of times, and I'm sure they've re- reiterated it to Trey Lance a thousand times that you are the guy, you will be the guy. We understand you might have some problems, but you are the guy. And I guarantee that's being said tonight to him. And he's going to go out there. And I, I, I would not be surprised if he's nasty. You know, he has, I mean, between Kittle, Debo, and I definitely do not think Ayuk sucks. Um It stinks. I, Stinks. I, think yeah. I believe all the hype on him this uh, this off season, and he ended last year strong. I think he's going to be a player, and Trey Lance is probably going to run for a thousand yards, no cap.
1: Cap. Okay. Um, oh, no, we we gotta make sure we note that down. Actually yeah. My sheet.
0: Just, like ma- major cap. but yeah, it
1: Over is over under. It, uh, Vegas put
2: his over under like nine hundred something yards.
0: Yeah, I don't care. It's cap. Vegas knows everything, baby. Um. If you think Kyle Shanahan gets fucking swayed by Vegas, you're crazy. Um, ever seen that fucking guy? <laughs> he does not. No, he's he does fucking, not.
2: He's a crazy motherfucker.
0: Um, I get what you guys are both saying about the Jimmy G situation. I'm kind of more on the side with Dean that I don't think it really matters too much. And it was a restructuring of a contract, too. And nobody wanted him. So, like, you might as well restructure his contract and keep him for a year. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. But... Uh, I'm going to go to a different team that we have not mentioned yet. Um, I've been a huge danner on, on this team, but I'm going under eight and a half for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, honestly, it just comes down to the belief in Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury and that I have none of it. Um, the fact that you have to put in stupid ass clauses and Kyler's contract to make sure that he studies game film is ridiculous. A horrible red flag. Um, this is a team that always falls falls apart during the back half of their season after always getting off to hot starts. They always look like they're great, and then they suck the back half of the season. They're playing the first six games without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I don't think they did enough for their offensive line, and their defensive line right now is pathetic without Chandler Jones. They're going to have nobody rushing after the quarterback um, so I'm really down on the Arizona Cardinals. i I may make this a, a three unit bet, honestly. Under eight and a half for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, they're definitely Old trending
1: down, course. but their offense does oh it's always gonna have that uh dynamic factor where I wouldn't be surprised if they win more games. That's why that's the only reason why I stayed away from that one.
0: Yeah, I'm showing totally out agree. on Kyler. I fucking hate Kyler.
1: Big Kyler guy. His stock, his stock in particular, is definitely dropping, even though he just signed that fucking massive ass deal. Yeah, Even well, I mean, they was were they, they legit forced. They
0: were forced. Even though
2: he was legit fucking nasty for the first eight, seven, eight games of the last season with Hoffman. Not about how he starts, but how you finish. True, but. Always has been. It is wild what people were saying about him, that he's like a top three quarterback during that stretch.
0: Remains to be seen. All right, so we're going to go to our My Guys segment of this episode. Uh, again, we are a draft podcast at heart uh let's talk nfc offensive rookies ray who are we talking about here
1: i am going my boy romeo dubs, dubs. That, i've heard like multiple things i don't know if i've heard dubs
2: dubs i think it's dubs
1: tomato hey. tomato you guys got the picture um so rap picked in what round four 132 overall but he has been the talk of camp out of green bay and for a team that like we, like we just said lost however many targets with uh Devontae like they need they need people to Target they didn't get any they didn't really bring in any Notable, like, notable uh, vets. yes yeah, Sammy Watkins Are you talking was, bad about
0: Sammy Watkins
1: I mean I wrote <laughs> Watkins Watkins is injury prone and that was putting it mildly uh, Randall Cobb And Alan Lazard I mean We know what they are You know they don't have upside they don't have that number One upside the 6-2 rookie Who's been getting a ton Of reps with Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers been raving about him and yeah, Christian Watson, who they drafted in what the second round, but he's been hurt and he's coming from the FCS level. He needs time to develop. I think uh, Dobbs going to be probably there. I think he's going to make an impact early on. I don't know how long it's going to last uh, right away, per se, because I think they're going to have to start working Wat- uh, Watson in eventually. But I think he's going to earn his keep and he's going to become a very reliable target for Rodgers.
0: Love it. Love that guy drafted him on fantasy team. I think he's going to be a big impact player. Uh, Dean, who you got for your NFC offensive my guy? Yeah, so
2: uh, for offense, this was really, really tough Um, because I was looking at two wide receivers um, that, honestly, I loved coming out. Um, But I got to stick to, like, my hard my guy, the first wide receiver taken, who I was correct about. Uh, Drake London uh, down in Atlanta um he is going to definitely be a proponent from just the fact of there there's no target competition um obviously you have Kyle Pitts there who's going to take a lot of a lot of targets but besides that there's just so many out on the table and naturally he's going to get he, i wouldn't be surprised if you, if he touched 150 targets and had like 90 receptions um and you know, he's been great in camp. They've been talking him up, and I, I got to stay with the uh, the big guy. He looks very healthy as well. People worry about that. Uh, Drake London at a USC.
0: Yeah, has he been practicing that much? I know he's been a little banged up, but uh, I think they said he should be full go by this time the season starts. No, so. he's, yeah, he'll be – yes. Nice, like Drake London as well, uh, obviously. Like you said, there's too many targets out there for him not to get a ton. Should have a big impact for the Falcons on a shitty roster, but over four and a half. Um, so I'm going to go uh, in a little bit of a different direction outside the, uh, the skill guys, and I'm going to take two guys who I actually mentioned after the draft, um, really liked what the Seattle Seahawks did And I'm going to talk about Charles Cross and Abe Lucas. They're two tackles for the next decade. Um, These two guys both came from pass-heavy offenses into one of the league's uh, highest-run offense, Um, and both have fit in seamlessly. Uh, Pete Carroll's super happy with both both of these guys and how they're playing. Um, We've seen a ton of pancake highlights from Abe Lucas uh, in particular over the last few games, but in the first two preseason games, Cross had zero pressures allowed on 53 pass blocking snaps and Lucas allowed one on 60 pass blocking attempts. So um, all things pointed up, especially in the trenches for Seattle where they have struggled for so long, this team is still going to be very bad. Um, but this is just a great outlook for their future for next year's quarterback class, which is littered with a lot of good talent. Um, so I think these guys are going to lead the way in the next few years for Seattle.
1: Yeah, I love that pick, Sauce. Um, I, I mean, we, I think all of us were in agreement. We're big Cross and big Abe Lucas fans. So I think coming out of the draft with two bookend tackles, I mean, you can't complain about that at all. Abe has been... Exactly as advertised
2: as far as as far as uh, his, his, you know, his pass blocking capabilities
0: and fuck. I am upset the Jets did not take him. Everyone let. Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, so let's round it out here. We got the NFC defensive. My guys, Ray, Who are we talking about?
1: Talking about my guy. What are you talking about? My guy. My Logan guy. Hall. Logan Hall, the boy.
0: Fucking do
1: it. I fucking do fuck it. <laughs> it. He's just my dude. He's my fucking dude. How am I not yeah. going to talk yeah, about church. Him? Um, pick First pick in the second round. I think Todd Bowles. I mean, Todd Bowles has always already come out and said he fucking loves him. But just from his history as coaching the Jets, I think this is his prototypical defensive lineman. I think he's going to be moved all up and down the front. But he's not listed as a starter immediately. A,
0: Ray, you muted yourself.
1: Yes, I know. My bad. Yeah. Um, he's behind guys like uh, <laughs> Hicks and uh, Golston, but he's going to make his money on third downs. That's what Bowles has already come out and said. His pass rushing uh, skills are out of this world. Uh, Ryan Jensen called him the real deal. So he's not going to be an every down guy, but he's going to, I mean, this league is a passing league. And it, at the end of the day, it comes down to third downs and winning your matchups. And I think that's what he's going to do. Uh, perfectly to be honest with you, I think interior pass rush is hard to come by, and it's gonna be uh, he's gonna have it in spades. He reminds me of a little bit of uh, I think I've said it before, but like a little bit of uh, Cam Hayward, obviously, but a little bit of I think he's gonna be used like Leonard Williams was as a jet. He's going they're gonna love to move him around the line and uh, cause some havoc on the inside.
0: Like it, we're big Logan Hall fans here on BTT. Uh, Dean, who are we talking about here? Who's your, my guy for the NFC defensive side of the ball.
2: Honestly, it's just nuts that they were able to secure him at the, I forgot what it was. The 83rd pick overall in this year's draft. A lot of people's linebacker one. He was definitely, um, he was definitely in contention for me. He was my linebacker two. but Nicobe Dean out of Georgia, he has been great. Um, especially, in, you know, in the preseason, like we said, does not matter very much, but he did look great against, uh, against the Jets. And he has been already taking first-team reps um, in practice uh, over TJ Edwards, the former undrafted middle linebacker who's been great for the Eagles. Um, so, I mean, he's going to come out and play immediately, and I think he's going to be a stud he looks again just like everyone thought he looks fast on field and on you know when you watch him play and i think that everyone was kind of exaggerating and he fell way too far in the draft giving to kobe dean the eagles are going to be nuts i just i'm just looking at their roster right now i'm salivating
0: yeah love me some kobe dean um so we'll move on to my guy for The NFC defensive side of the ball, Uh, a little weird. Both guys, uh, my my guys for defense, are both Michigan guys. Uh, Ray loves Ray loves to call me the the pseudo Michigan
1: Why is that that weird? You're a Michigan fan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck Michigan! Uh, But we're talking to Aiden Hutchinson here Um, again. I'm gonna go back. Love me some Dan Campbell. Love what this team did in the off season, and I love. I'm bringing in the hometown kid, Aiden Hutchinson. Um, Everything we thought he is, he is and more. Um, I think he's more athletic than I originally even thought he was. Um, He's violent. He's relentless. He's going to play his ass off for Dan Campbell. I think he's just going to come into the league and be a 10-plus sack guy right away. Um, I don't really see many holes in his game. Pass rushing, defending the run, I think he's going to be great. Um, this defense is going to struggle, but he will be a bright spot for it. Um, And I really think in a few years, we're going to be talking about this guy as a top five, seven pass rusher in the league. I
1: love it. Ozzie, I I just love how you're so addicted to uh, hard knocks, to be honest, too. (laughs) Your hard knock bias is coming
0: out. I mean, dude, if you see what he's doing, it's ridiculous. He's just been absurd, and like he just looks like a he just looks like a pro. Yeah, um, I mean, I, w-
1: I watched one Jets drive and uh, dan White contender series on Tuesday nights, so I just I missed that, but you know, priorities. Am I right?
0: You know, I'm just a football guy, though, Ray. Right? So you know, one Jets,
1: I, one Jets drive. I are you, are you slandering one Jets drive?
0: Uh, I watch one Jets drive into Hard Knocks uh, <laughs> just because I can't get enough football. <laughs> All right, so that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the second part of our NFL preview. Um, like I said in the last episode, uh, with the season in full swing, we have a little bit of a different schedule. So for this week, we're dropping the AFC part of our NFL preview on Tuesday, this part, the NFC on Wednesday, and then Thursday will be our college football preview. Um, So stay tuned for that. Moving ahead into the actual season, we're going to be on a Tuesday-Thursday schedule. The Tuesday being our recap show of the NFL and college football. And Thursday will be um, our previews. And we're going to be doing a lot of betting. Um, So stay tuned for that. Um, As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and stick with us as we move into the 2022-23 season. Fellas, appreciate you.
1: Let's go. Big day tomorrow. Hyped up.